Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined in the studio by a musician, singer-songwriter, uh, Jack Savaretti. Yeah, we really Proper liked football fan. Yeah, yeah, has played, told us some great stories, tales of charity matches with the stars. Very nice guy. Very nice. And uh, talking of nice guys, Martin Kellner. Martin Kellner, uh, the limited bandwidth of a telephone today because uh, he's not live to Ho Chi Minh City on talk radio, but... Um, he watched. Well, he watched some sport on TV. You know, he, some, yeah. you know, he, 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 you know, he can't put too much I into it. He was a bit tired after the election. I think he was <laughs> up all night. Uh, so uh, money we way. heard all of that, and what else did we do? Oh, we had a chat about oh, various things. Various. Yeah, covered some yeah. ground. Mm. So here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, everybody. That clattering that you heard as we came on air there is the Champions League trophy leaving the studio. Yeah. It's so big, it needs a removal firm to remove it. I know, yeah. There's a lot of people in uh, <laughs> yellow jackets, wasn't there, really? <laughs> and big wooden boxes. Yeah. It's massive, though, but uh, good to see it. Well, yeah. I'm likely to see it again <laughs> you say in that. the next few years. You I'd say, say that. <laughs> good to see it. Well, you know, it is. Yeah. We had our hands on it once. Yeah. It's been downhill since then, but never mind. Mm. It was never. It always was going to be. Now, <coughs> excuse me. I need to clear my throat. Oh, blimey, he's in a bad way. <coughs> <laughs> bit of a pterodactyl. He's going to make now. a really big uh, speech now. Oh, I think, I am, after that. Yeah, very yeah. much. Uh, good evening. Yeah. Um, a good football match. <laughs> good evening. Yeah. A football match in uh, Essex yeah. was abandoned after sheep invaded the centre circle. And, a uh, bad pun alert. Well, that's right. <laughs> bad news for a couple of players. Oh, yeah. Marvellous and Camber. Oh, yeah. And Demba. Bah. Oh, Thank you very much. Goodness sake. The headline should have been, Who are you? But it wasn't. No, it wasn't. For some reason, anyway. No. You can join in with that. Like. Yep. And uh, Diego Maradona has sued Dolce and Gabbana. Has he really? Well, yeah. both of them. Both of them, yeah. Wow. I always think Dolce and Gabadon would be good, but uh, Dolce and Gabbana. I'm sure Danny's up for that, getting a piece of the action. Yeah. Dolce and Gabadon. Gabbana leaves. Yeah, that's, yeah, we want someone with a similar name. Preferably someone who played for West Ham and Wales. That's the direction we're taking the whole brand in. Yeah, yeah. With Moose is our main model. Yeah. Cat work. Cat work. Cat walk. Oh, God. God, this bodes well, doesn't it? Not really. And he starts to wind down about sort of Thursday evening. <laughs> That's right. We have to plug him into the mains Saturday morning. It's, and I'm back on Sunday. Like on a, on a not... quite a sort of, he's on a low heat now until uh, Monday morning. No, yeah. Sunday. I'm on Sunday. Oh, say on Sunday, are you on the Max again? Yeah, I'm okay, on the Max. Right. Yeah. Nice one. The boss has told me I've got to do better on Culver House. I really better try this yeah, week. Okay. Uh, anyway, Diego Maradona has pocketed £59,000 in damages yeah. from a top fashion brand 
friend, uh, Dolce & Gabbana, mm. after a model wore a Napoli shirt with his name and number on it. And uh, Maradona said, I've just been informed from Italy today that the trial ended against Dolce & Gabbana for using my name without permission. Tributes are fantastic, but I think they should pay. So, mm. I mean, honestly... We, Good oh, point, though, isn't he? Oh, blimey, the bloke was just wearing a Maradona shirt. <laughs> I mean, if can, on that basis, you'd be suing everybody, yeah. like Lionel Messi. Well, they're using it while they're not. It's not just a bloke in a Maradona shirt. It's someone in, in, in a... You've got me at it now. It's someone who's in... I knew my mis- your mistake would be my fault. It's, it's even got that wrong. It's, <laughs> it's in a fashion show. So yes. It's like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, 59 I'm, grand. I'm a bit for me to side with Diego after what he did. <laughs> no, no. I'm sure Peter Shilton and Terry Butcher <laughs> don't want to see him paid out. Absolutely. No. And uh, I enjoyed the exchange between Sean Dyche, you must have seen this, Paul, with, uh, that he bumped into Jose Mourinho the yeah. next day. Uh, he was on his way to Harrods. On the Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. On the Sunday, I suppose he was down with the wife and they did a bit of shopping. Yeah. But he said, uh, it was a strange moment for both of us. His face was actually more shocked than mine because he was plodding along and I saw him with his hat on mm. and called out to him. He said a bad word out of surprise and then said, sorry, your wife and children. So basically he heard this gruff voice, Oi, Chosa. <laughs> and then he started swearing at him and he went, Oh, no, it's Sean Dyche, which is really odd because you think he'd have recognised his voice. He wouldn't have been swearing at him. It was an exclamation. Do you know, he wouldn't have, oh, I see he didn't give him a, a kind of a load of abuse. <laughs> oh, now know? you're defending him now as a Spurs manager. Yeah, no. <laughs> but you see someone you don't know. Your last thing you expect to see is, uh, is his job, by the way, yeah. to see Sean Dyche there <laughs> yeah. in the street uh, outside uh, and he just went and expletive. He's gone, uh, you know yeah, what? It's yeah, what it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, Sean! You know, but he's used. He's not gone in and give him a full. He's not give him the full bring your mates and bring your dinner, is he? <laughs> Probably not. No, you're not going oh, to did. No. We were having a very interesting chat about uh, spoilers, Ed. Yeah. Well, it's only that uh, Toby was... Uh, yeah, Toby Guinness. The, the, the producer knows how to push your buttons, and Toby Guinness is thinking they're going to see Hamilton. No, he went to see it last Oh, he night. went to see it. And so uh, the producer said, oh, ask Andy what he thought of it. Because <laughs> every time you ask Andy what he thought of uh, Hamilton, the popular West End musical, of course, <laughs> yeah. transferred from Broadway to much acclaim. Yeah, much acclaim. Andy yeah. basically does a performance of it for everybody, and it's a bit, a bit scary, really, yeah. quite loud. And uh, do you want to give us a bit of that performance? Uh, the, 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 the Hamilton, the, 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 the Hamilton, and no one's going to speak it because they're just going to sing like this, and it goes well, on and on and on, and that's really quite annoying. And then the, the Hamilton, and, and you the, didn't like it. No, I didn't like it. At and all. You, you left at half time. Didn't I left you? at half time. He loved it, which is beat fair. the traffic. <laughs> I did beat the traffic. Yeah. I was so delighted when the wife told me I could go. Yeah, because <laughs> I was I was having to pretend the first half that I was enjoying it, so I was applauding like mad. And so she at half time she turned around to me and said. Oh, I'm so pleased you're liking it. <laughs> I'm not really. I've got to be honest, I'm hating it every second of it, but really? I didn't want to spoil your birthday. Oh, well, it's still a hot ticket, So Andy. she sent me home. Apparently you don't have the influence <laughs> in theatre circles. No, so I was saying that... Uh, I also you know Ken Tynan? <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. Yeah. I can swear like him if you want. Yeah. So uh, we... Um, I was I was leaving Miss Saigon. I'd been to the matinee performance. Does she all... know? <laughs> the musical Miss Saigon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was leaving the matinee performance, and there was a queue of people waiting to get into the evening performance, and as I was leaving, I was going, don't bother. Don't bother. Don't bother. Yeah. Don't bother. Well, don't I was bother telling you about this uh, yeah. fellow after... Um, uh, Sixth Sense and look I'm working on the basis that it's been about 20 years so you should have seen <laughs> it by now spoiler so alert. he comes out and uh, he's going um, oh he's dead all along 
<laughs> dead all along on the line. Just dead all along. What? <laughs> That's such a bad thing to do. Very bad. And then there's that moment where quite a lot of people obviously are not not realising what it is, but then they suddenly realise what you know, and that's it. Some people walking out the line. <laughs> I, I might go down to the, the mouse trap tonight and just tell people before they go in. <laughs> Who did it? <laughs> exactly. it? It could you could be the king of the spoilers. You could go and see things and then afterwards do the twist. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. That's uh, Jack Savaretti and uh, Candlelight. I'm very pleased to say Jack with us in the studio. Good afternoon. Good to see Good you. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Guys. We're going to play the Christmas uh, single a little bit uh, later on. Thank you very we'll much. We'll play out with that. We'll have a chat about that as well. But, cool. Uh, you are touring as well, isn't it? We've just finished a tour. We just did sort of 22 dates in 30 days in the UK, sold out, which was incredible. Mm. Beautiful theatres. We deliberately sort of chose to do it in in a theatrical setting I think this album kind of lends itself more to sort of beautiful theatres than rock clubs we've done our fair share of rock clubs <laughs> yeah. in the last 15 years that I wanted to sort of I don't know try to classy it up a little bit a different sound I would imagine a different even on stage it must kind of be like a different experience from, from yeah, the band's point of view completely and we you know I have a violinist who tours with me now the sound of this album was very influenced by Italian cinema from the 60s all the stuff that I grew up my dad listening to a lot mm. um, I, we went to Rome to make this album so everything about this record was a lot more theatrical rather than inspired by the sort of the rock rock or sort of rock and roll acoustic folk era that had inspired me before previously what's yeah. the album called singing to strangers mm. and that was basically something my daughter said um, two years ago when she was describing to a friend of her <laughs> what, you what do does your dad do <laughs> and she said I don't know he goes around the world singing to strangers and I just thought well I'm, yeah that's about right <laughs> that's, that's as simple that's, as it is that's, that's brilliant that's fantastic <laughs> we were we were uh, talking just now about uh, uh, Soccer Aid and, yeah. and you, you played in that and um, well, what a great experience that must have been it was a phenomenal experience. It was a phenomenal cause. I mean, they raised in the tens of millions of pounds. So I'm super proud that mm. UNICEF got got me involved with with anything of that magnitude. But the experience of you know walking out onto that pitch, I had Michael Essien and Didier Drogba, and I couldn't help myself. I had to do the selfie moment yes. with the boys, <laughs> and I really got along with Michael Essien. I, he was just divine, and. Uh, you know, it was, the whole experience was was brilliant, and the fact that we won, we were losing. I, I they put me, even though I'm born and raised in London, yeah. they put me with the rest of the world <laughs> because my name is Savoretti. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It's a sign of the times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they put me with the rest of the world. And John Terry uh, gave you a bit of a reducer, didn't he? Apparently, <laughs> he did. So I actually the only the only almost good thing I did was I read a situation. I can't remember who it was. Took a shot on goal, and I knew the goalie wasn't going to hold it. I knew it was going to bounce off him. So I took the run, and it did bounce off ricocheted off the goalkeeper at all and I had it bounced literally in front of me and had I played football a little bit more often in the last year or prepared for this I would have probably been able to do it but I had John Terry next to me and his shoulder just like sort of brushed me but it felt like I was being punched by a heavyweight boxer and I just tumbled like a sack of potatoes and yeah, wow. it didn't go great you were also saying to us in the break that you, you were exhausted in the warm up 
uh, warm up and <laughs> yeah. the kickabout. And that's actually quite understandable because you're so nervous. Well, you're you so just, excited. Yeah. You get this rush of adrenaline. You come out and you forget that on TV nobody sees the warm ups or anything like that. <laughs> but you forget that you're playing. There's still 40,000 people in the stadium there mm. cheering, looking. So every time there was the warm up pre match, and then in the halftime, because I knew I was going on in the second half, in the halftime, I really thought, okay, I got to up my game here. Mm. And you're warming up with the likes of Roberto Carlos, Eric Cantona, <laughs> did it, you know, who are passing you the ball and every yeah. touch they do is silky smooth. So you're really making an effort, like your heart mm. rate hits the roof. But by the time, and then Harry Redknapp calls me up because he was our coach. Yeah. And he goes, all right, where do you want to play? And I was like, mm. well, to be honest, man, it's been, you know, keep me on one of the wings. That'll be fine. Because then at least I, I'll stick in my corridor. I'll know my positioning. Otherwise, I might get lost. He's like, I'm going to need you in the middle. I'm going to need you in the middle. And I was, like, I was like, Harry, don't ask me to go in the middle. Man. I used to struggle in the middle when I played properly as a kid. Don't ask me now at 35. And he shoved me in the middle. And I had actually Jamie. And who, was, who else was with me? I think I had Jamie, who was so sweet. He was playing with England in yeah. the same position. And I basically just leaned on him. I was like, do you mind if I just hold on? <laughs> <laughs> you said there's an equivalent in Italy as well, Jack. That there's, a, there's a kind of couple of charity teams in, and yeah, you there turned is. out for them as well. Yeah, the first one of these I ever did, um, I had an amazing experience at Juventus Stadium for Partita del Cuore. It means the game of the heart because it's for a heart foundation in Italy. And I was on an incredible side with Del Piero, Nedved, Pavel Nedved actually gave me an incredible through ball on the 70th minute and I was alone in front of the goalkeeper. But the goalkeeper was Palermo's goalkeeper at the time, who now name, mm. I can't remember. And he blocked it and Andrea Dovizioso from MotoGP put it in the back of the net. <laughs> so there's this great, but there's this great shot of me, uh, Dovizioso and Del Piero like hugging, jumping up and down which is something I'll always remember. That's great. And I ended mm. up taking a shower with Del Piero, which is also something that <laughs> yeah. I will never, never forget. I played again. You got to the water before he did. Yeah. <laughs> Short, yeah. isn't he? Right? Well, I'm not exactly that tall either. But I did it as well in Genoa two years ago, and I got knocked out on the third minute. Like, oh, no. literally was unconscious for two, oh, two minutes. Wow. So you so got to be some... careful. I mean, because, you know, if, you, if yeah. you're touring or you're halfway through an album and you break something and there's... Well, Soccer Aid was in the middle of, of tour. Time, I, yeah. I played a match... The soccer aid, the match was on Sunday. Mm. I had a show Saturday night. Wow. Um, so, so it was. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't arrive in full fitness peak of my fitness. <laughs> and you, 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 you guys have no idea how serious like the musicians and the actors take it. Yeah, sure, I, I yeah. didn't realize they really. Some of them prepare for months, mm. and they're proper fit, good football players. Yeah. I, I came a little bit too lighthearted, so. Hopefully, if they ask me to do it again, I'm going to start. When I'm ready to start prepping yeah. in January. Brilliant. So you're a Genoa fan. That was a kind of a family link in Italy, yeah, was it? It's a big family link. My yeah. great great uncle founded the the football team. It's actually wow, Genoa really? Cricket and Football Club. It was founded. It was uh, he was a president. The founder was an English doctor mm -hmm. um, in 1893, um, and my great great uncle took it over. Um, and when they won the last Scudetto, which was just before the war. Mm. Um, and then when the war happened, their English coach and sort of all the fa staff found that it kind of became a bit complicated for obvious reasons. Fascism got involved, so they had to... There's an, there should be a movie made about yeah. the coach because he sort of left, you know, had to hide in the mountains with his wife. His wife was actually caught and was a prisoner of war. Wow. But then after the war, he was asked to come back. Um, there's an incredible sort of history. You can write the score, Jack. Yeah, so yeah. it would make yeah. sense. Wouldn't well, it? I've, I've written the the anthem for Genoa, um, and we're sort of in talks with the football team. I have actually written, brilliant because they sing "You'll Never Walk Alone," and I think. 
That's a, it's amazing, but it's sort of strange that they do that. It belongs to Liverpool. Doesn't yeah. it? it belongs to Liverpool. I mean, Borussia Dortmund, I think, sing it as well yeah. with a bit more meaning. It's I relate it entirely to Liverpool. Mm. I think it belongs to Liverpool and Liverpool alone for so many reasons. Um, so, yeah, they've asked me to write something, which I have, but I'm just terrified of it picking up and it be the year we get relegated, <laughs> which, which every year is possible yeah. for us. So, yeah. Now, uh, you've got a Christmas uh, single out, haven't yeah. you, as well? Yeah, I did. I wrote this song for my kids. I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old, mm. and Christmas, as anybody who has kids knows, it comes back to life the minute there's there's children back yeah. in the house. Mm. And I wrote this song sort of... It was a silly thing that I wrote for my daughter at the piano, and I one of my... One of somebody in the record label heard it, and they thought, well, why has nobody else heard this Christmas song? And so this year they decided, because we've got a bit of attention this year, yeah. maybe it was the year to... Show people our Christmas song. Do you give the kids the the kind of Italian uh, Christmas experience, or is it quite a sort of Anglo-Saxon? And is it it's different? It's Christmas yeah. Eve, isn't it? It's the Christmas Eve is the yeah. Big so, year, yeah. so for the grown-ups, we do the Italian thing, like because mm. my, when my family come over at Christmas Eve, we do very Italian Christmas Day and Boxing Day. Yeah. Boxing Day is a very British thing too, mm. um, and that's my wife. My wife is British and English, and as am I. By, I mean, by by all <laughs> by birth and yeah. by documents. So so it's a, it's a it's an Italo-Anglo. Christmas for sure, and the, the video is an animation, isn't it? It's an animation of. Uh, I I really wanted this to be about my children. This was a bit of a Christmas gift to my children. Mm. I wanted it to be something that when they look at, they don't know there's Papa again singing a song, and so I wanted to make it about them. And we play this game, you know, in the morning, especially Christmas morning, when the kids jump into your bed and all that. And we always play this game with the kids under the sheets, under the covers. There's a whole new world, and they go exploring. So I wanted <laughs> to make a cartoon. These cartoon characters. Um, about about these about our experience this right. sort of world under the covers this magical world and how old did you say they are my daughter is eight and my son is four so you're still getting the two o'clock has he been yet dad has he been there banging <laughs> on the door from two three in the morning yeah, do they of do course, all of that? Of yeah, yeah. we're very excited we've been writing up we've been sending off our letters i mean yeah. while there's been a lot of all this distraction with the elections and stuff we've been busy writing you know christmas wish lists for father christmas sending it off to father christmas Fantastic. and yeah looking forward to just having a magical Christmas. You've got, I see you, you, you've got a big gig at Q. Uh, that's next year, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we've got all the festivals Q-Line. sort of lining up. Yeah, Q, yeah, yeah. Q Gardens do these amazing uh, performances. I think it's going to be us. James Blunt is doing one. Will Young, James Morrison, Gypsy King are going to be there as well, which I would definitely try and play. Oh, well, well, yeah. I'd love to see them. So, yeah, that's going to be, it's a beautiful venue, hopefully, with the weather holding. But right now is when all the festivals are sort of to start coming in. So I think we're going to have a very, hopefully we're going to have a really busy summer. And it, it, good luck with the Christmas singles. If, it, you, you know, if it lands and, and, and it mm. becomes one of these perennial Christmas oh, hits, yeah. there's Pen- your pension. There's your pension. <laughs> yeah. Just well, ask Noddy Holder. I hope that it stays more than, I don't care about, I've never really tried to lose any sleep over charts and all that. Yeah. I just hope that it's something that resonates with people. And I mm. think it will resonate to any parent, uh, mother or father, who travels a lot. And this sure. is this is a promise of being there on Christmas morning. Fantastic! Okay. Well, I'm, we'll, I'm just we'll, looking at the video now. It's lovely. Yeah. Thank you, man. We'll, we'll play. We'll play a bit now. Lovely to see you, Jack. Come and see lovely us again. Lovely to see you guys anytime. And uh, thanks for joining. <laughs> thanks us. Thanks very much. Uh, let's uh, play a little a bit of uh, Jack uh, Savaretti's Christmas Morning now. Christmas morning, I'll be here, and you can tell me what you see. May or not. Where I won't 
the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Time for a week, a whole week of sport. Not five days, not six days, but the full seven days of sport. Uh, here, sort of untangled, uh, explained by squad number nine, Martin Kelner, who's struggling not, with the not technology. in the building today no. and has not mastered okay. Skype. <laughs> so, um, is, it, is it at our end we have the problem or at your end, Martin, in terms of technology? I've no idea. Can, can you hear me? We can, oh, we can. Yeah, we can yes, hear we you, Caller. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Caller. I was, uh, I was just switching off the telly and uh, getting my headphones. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. We caught you out, yeah. did you? Tipping they're, point Honestly, too. they're gutted in Ho Chi Minh City today that you're not going to be on tonight. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been oh. rioting. Apparently they have. I've, I've seen it in Hong Kong. It's been shocking. Yeah, because you've not been yeah. on. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, Martin, um, what have you watched this week? Well, I've been... You know, I don't like to watch council TV. Yeah, you told us. Yeah. a little bit in for a dick. It's not quite uh, yeah. how I like to behave. So I've been watching Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, I switched on for the Andy Murray uh, documentary, which he's been publicising quite a lot. I know his mum's been out mm. uh, publicising it as well. Resurfacing. Uh, I don't know whether either of you have seen this documentary. I know Andy has a huge interest in tennis. Well, it sounded, um, I read but, about it and it sounded a bit sort of a bit graphic for me. I don't think I wanted to see his... Do you actually see his hip operation? Yes, you do. Oh, no, um, I can live with it. I definitely live I, without that. I was going to say, it's a cracking documentary for anybody who's particularly interested in hip surgery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you don't even have to be interested in tennis if you've got a, uh, an interest in hip surgery. It's, um, I mean, it's just too much of it, really. It's, it's a whole year. Mm. And it starts at the beginning of 2018. 
and you see him waking up after he's just had the surgery. I mean, what, what you do see from it is that, and, and I think we've really, we've, we've caught on to that already, the fact that Andy Murray isn't the sort of grim, dour character that we all thought he was. You know, he's a, he seems to get on very well with his people, a lot of people around him. I mean, you may be, you may be surprised to know that such a team goes into, uh, you know, one tennis player, has his own physio, his own various, uh, his own trainers, various different uh, mm. disciplines and all that. Um, and yeah, interesting enough, he has uh, nicknames for all the people who work with him. Right. So, yes, um, he's got this guy called Mark Bender, uh, I'm not making that up. Mark Bender is one of his... Uh, Can we try and guess? I don't think um, I want to know I'm going to go... I'm going with Benz. Does he call him Benz? No, he calls him Slender. S- slender? Slender, okay. which he says is ironic because he's not particularly slender. It's rather oh. the way he used to call a guy Shorty, yeah. who was very tall. So I think, well, this is now we're getting the, the sort of level of Andy's yeah. humour there. Um, he's got another... Who am I? Don't need to ever go at me. Yeah. <laughs> no, Andy Murray, not <laughs> you. Sorry. Andy Murray, don't take it personally. Yeah. I'm just used no, to it on this show. Yeah. So give, yeah. us a, give us one of his other uh, entourage then. Well, then he's got Matt Little, who's his physical trainer. Matt Little's known as Treeks. He doesn't explain why Treeks. that Treeks. Treeks. Okay, yeah, right. Uh, and Jamie Delgado was the coach. Mm. And then I'll quote, this is Andy's quote here. He says, we know him as Delgi, which is self-explanatory. Yes, his name's jo- Jamie Delgado, and they've managed to come up with the nickname of Delgi. <laughs> Delgi, you see. Yeah, good. But uh, self-explanatory. Anyway, we go through it month by month, uh, and it, it's a real struggle for him. I mean, you sort of, you have real sympathy because every time he seems to be, but we, we sort of followed the story, if you're interested in his progress during the year, mm. you've sort of followed the story anyway. But, um, you know, you've got to admire the grit, really, of, um, you know, keeping going. Yeah. So uh, if you're at all interested in tennis, but especially if you're interested in hips, that is uh, well <laughs> worth watching. Okay. Resurfacing is on Amazon Prime. Um, I also, while I was there on Amazon Prime, mm. uh, I watched Take Us Home, the Leeds United documentary. Okay. Uh, which is rather good. That's a, a seven-parter. Mm. And it's just the whole of last season. Um, and you think to yourself, we've probably been slightly better off doing this season because of course the climax to that series of last year mm. was the fact that um bielsa stayed you know bielsa yeah. had to stay with the club the climax this year will be automatic promotion i would think almost certainly wow. there's a, we're probably a saying that this time last much, season because i'm fascinated by bielsa his mm. role in world football his influence on other managers and all that. how much of him comes across in the documentary Quite a lot, quite a lot. I mean, you do. I mean, my theory is that most managers have to be mad. You know, probably they're mostly sort of clinically. There's something wrong with them. You know, most <laughs> football managers, the best ones. You know, the mm. Brian Clough's, the really, the Mourinho's, are really good ones. Yeah. And um, you know, Bielsa sort of bears that out. You know, all the interviews that he gives, uh, you, they all seem to be a bit off centre. And you think, surely this man can't inspire a team mm. of footballers, but you know. Clearly, he can, and obviously, with, with his knowledge of world football, the, the players they bought have worked hmm. certainly worked this season. But it was inter- it's interesting because the general view was that he doesn't stay at teams very long, uh, and when it all fell away after Christmas last year uh, for Leeds United, you, you know. You, the conventional wisdom was that he was going to go, you know, he wouldn't mm. stay. Uh, so it's a, it's a good climax to the show, the fact that he stays. Um, lots of good interviews with uh, all the Norwegian fans and all that. Um, 
and uh, yeah, a fair bit about the history of the club. And uh, Andrea Radizzani, the uh, the owner yeah. of these, he's an interesting figure as well. And he, he, I mean, uh, whenever you do, I mean, Amazon Prime did the one about Manchester City as well. Mm. You know, when they get that kind of access, <laughs> you do feel it's a slight. You know, the whole thing's been slightly manicured. I do wonder, Martin, if this if, if this is the kind of diminishing sort of genre because there are so many now in so many different sports there's a mm. lot in football they've done them in rugby they've done them in yeah. football I mean in the end you know the great thing about access all areas is that it used to happen very rarely as documentaries mm. Uh, mm. and they would you know even if you weren't a Leeds fan or a Boca Juniors fan yeah, or yeah, a Juventus you'll, you'll fan you'll watch the Spurs one yeah I watch the Spurs ones I care about the Spurs yeah, but I mean well, I just I, think what they're aimed at, really. I mean I remember watching the old Sunderland one years ago and stuff and they were fantastic because you never had that sort of access but they now seems yeah. to be they're sort of ten a penny aren't they access all areas mm, that's true. they are it just depends how wise the uh, you know the people are who are allowing access to all areas yeah the, the Sunderland one you felt that they got a lot of access that the club would rather they didn't have to be honest mm. um, whereas the, and I thought again it depends on what happens at the club you know if there's something sens- if they've got access all areas for a whole season and something sensational happens within that season or something controversial you know or something newsworthy uh, you think, well, they've they've hit the jackpot there, and yeah. you'll, you'll definitely watch it. So I suppose they take a gamble, and I think with Amazon Prime, it's obviously also a case mm. of trying to establish it as, as an outlet for football fans. Mm. I, I think, think Amazon Prime should follow Andy around for a year. That would be, I mean, that would make that a fantastic great. documentary. Oh, the bloke, yeah. whenever he leaves house, gets involved in some kind of scrape, <laughs> sneezes in someone's face, uh, yeah. stacks it on the underground. I mean, every day <laughs> something happens to you. Mm. You just, you just, it'd be fantastic. They wouldn't have to sort of turn that up to eleven. No, you're yeah. just a natural no. phenomenon, really. Who'd want to watch it? Though, I'd watch it. I think <laughs> you'd be surprised. Yeah, that's two, that's two viewers. Two got. viewers. And yeah, the producers nodding. That's three. Three. Okay. Yeah. The people. Right. Yeah. Come on, Amazon. Yeah. Come and get me, Come and get me, plea to Amazon. The Andy Jacobs, yeah. uh, we f- cameras following as I, for you. As I make yeah, another bit of work. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. I'd, yeah. I'd rather watch it than Back of the Net, to be honest. <laughs> their, uh, their, offer, their weekly offer for football fans right. with uh, John Bishop, Gabby Logan and Peter Crouch. Um, and we all want to see more of Peter Crouch because there's nowhere near enough of him. Got, the, funny you, know, you should say Crouch that because I've, yeah, I've got a note on my uh, in, in my notes today that... Uh, Basically, he's the new Rylan. Well, he is doing yeah. he is doing uh, a, a series for the Euros next year. We read in the papers today. He's going to do a kind of a fantasy he's, football he's for the Euros thing. Though. Yeah. Well, I think he's just going to become overexposed too soon. I mean, he's a very likable character, and I can see why he's been picked up by you know here, there, and everywhere. Hmm. And it, when he's a pundit, he's, he's good. You know, yeah. you see him on BT Sport, you know, doing Europe matches occasionally, uh, or the weekend uh, Premier League. And he, he is good, but, you know, there's too much of him. He's all mm. over the place. And, and certainly back of the net. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of John Bishop. And uh, I know he's probably been on your show many a time, mm. I suspect. Yeah. Um, but, he, you know, again, he's likable enough, but there's a limit to how much you can take. Okay. Uh, but, but, <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well. I just think, have... But it is typical of TV that, that somebody becomes, it can be yeah. Gemma Collins or Peter Crouch or Ryland, who are good. They're all got... Scarlet they're, Moffat. Yeah, Scarlet Moffat. But then yeah. suddenly, all the other producers that are a bit witless and they haven't got any ideas for themselves. They just go, well, he's good. Let's get him, you know. And then the yeah. executives go, well, can we get Peter Crouch because it's the last person they saw. Well, let's do a show. We'll get get together with Martin. We'll get Scarlet <laughs> Moffat, Gemma Collins, Crouchy, and who else are we going to get involved? Who's on Mr. Zeitgeist? Or yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. Andy. Current Zeitgeist. That's uh, all right. 
you mean current zeitgeist? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can remember a time when Derek Jameson used to be on everything. You know, they were doing a panel show. They get Derek Jameson on. Yeah. Uh, well, when you're hot, you're hot, Martin. That's the key. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to, when you've got it, flaunt mm. it, as they That's say. Right. Yeah. So, have you watched anything else this week before we let you go? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I, no, I've got to be quite frank with you. But, you know, Christmas coming up. Yeah. I watched all the... I, watched, I was up till... You've got better o'clock. things to do, haven't you, really? Yeah. You sit there and watch till, sport on TV. Well, precisely. Yeah. I, I was up till three o'clock in the morning uh, to see how my bet went in the uh, general election. Okay. Um, yeah, small money gone down. I backed uh, no overall majority. Which, you know, at some point... Well, at some point, I was looking good at about... You know, just before mm. election day, so Wednesday. I hope week. it wasn't a spread bet per seat, was it? It's cost you oh, a few God, quid. Oh, God, no, no. <laughs> Although I did back uh, Trick at Immunity winning his seats. I lost on that as well. Oh, blimey. So it, was a, it was a disastrous election for me, really. Um, if you're going to lose money, stick to the horses rather than being a... <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Um, so yeah, so I was busy with that actually. Okay. Well, we understand. Yet. We you know we, yeah. we call this uh, sport on TV, I and mean, you you gave mm. it your best shot, and we we thank well, you for I that. Well, d- I didn't watch the council TV. I did. I obviously watched the West Ham match against Arsenal on Monday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with growing dismay, I, I don't think I've ever been more depressed. Really? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, but ever watching a football match. Wow. You know, on, on, I've been as depressed in the ground where you <laughs> think, oh my god, I've got to queue up for the tube now, mm. but. Um, I've never been as depressed watching a match on TV because it was just so predictable. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. And this is often the case on a Friday. There's one or two clips that don't quite make it uh, into the final cut that we bring you as a bit of um, bonus material. Mm, Because we had about 19. DVD extras. Mm. And we got a couple of clips from Fisherman's Blues. And Andy, the first one... Um, yeah. was your one wasn't well, it's it? Nigel reminiscing about a, a guy well actually just talking about a bloke he knows ok a lad I know I say a lad I haven't seen him for years I knew him as a schoolboy, but uh, he's probably in his 40s if not 50 now not much of a lad then really <laughs> sort of middle aged man 50 year old lad <laughs> and uh, the other one was uh, furnished by the producer and I think he deserves the payoff line he's yeah. got his own microphone he deserves he deserves yeah. to give you the payoff line why should we take all the glory <laughs> Of course, he if he doesn't get a laugh, it's his fault and not ours. <laughs> it's his big debut. So, uh, John, no pressure, John. John, why don't you set up what the clip was? It's Nigel talking to his caller about, I think it's the name of his angling club. OK. They're based in Reading now. It was around Maidenhead because we were called A4 because there were four of the brands on or around the A4. Yeah, like that, yeah, a bit like my cycling club, we're called Racing. Have you got your radio on, Keith? I'm getting a bit of feedback. Strange name for a cycling club. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good gag. It's a good gag, yeah. Like, I think that could have gone in the main thinking, one, really. Yeah, thinking, thinking now, about it, yeah. we, maybe we should have put, we should it, have put it in there. Sorry, should, John, we've we should have put it in. Yeah, we should have got it. Well, yeah. <laughs> but there we are. Um, so there we are, extra couple of clips. Have a fantastic weekend. We will be back on Monday from one. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 